Welcome to Chads by Christ. I'm sick. Hi, sick. I'm Deshaun. Hi, Deshaun. I'm actually Shali, but yes, I am sick. Um, You're always sick, man. What's going on here? I mean, today I'm extra sick. Today I'm like sick sick. Like You're if it sick, gets any sick. worse, I'll have to take a sicky sick. I see. What kind of sick is it? Like flu type symptoms or? I think I think flu, but like not not flu, like I'm just like run down and headachey and I wasn't feeling the best earlier today either. What are you like just run down and headachey? Yeah, run down, headachey. Like the very slightest of runny noses. Um okay. like nothing like in the lungs or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's Maybe sort like of sinus feeling. Maybe it's the smoke from the fires. Because they're still going on, aren't they? I mean, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think there's fires in Ballarat, or that area yeah. at the moment. But Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm not doing too good, and as we all know, I'm too poor to afford an immune system. Too busy trying to save up for stamp duty. Yeah, there's a guy. Uh, I want a house. Fair enough. I want, I want the American, Australia, whatever. I want the dream. You want the dream? Yeah. The white picket fence? Yeah. Seems like a lot of effort. Maybe I'll get one of those color bond fences. That's just like <laughs> steel sheeting. I think our fence yeah, is fair. a color bond fence. Anyway. Fancy. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I digress. Uh, so yeah, this episode's going to be odd because I'm not in the right headspace, so bear with me. Um, but other than sick, I've been okay. Just Good. work, plugging away. Yeah. Um, how about you, uh, Yesterday. Yesterday, well, I mean, I want to keep talking about you for a bit. Was oh, yesterday was this... pretty cool for you. Um, you gave a talk mm. um, at our youth group. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? I think our viewers might find that interesting. And then uh, I'll let you rest. Okay. Well, what do you want me to... Well, like... Do you want to give like a rundown of my talk or what? Let's do the talk again. I. Just give a rundown of what you like talked about because I found it really cool personally. Well, I'm glad. Um, so the topic was uh, organized religion and it was focused on this question of why organized religion is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for my talk, it's pretty much trying to answer that question and specifically why Catholicism is the way to go with organized religion. Uh, So I started with the question of why religion at all, because we all know people who say they're like spiritual but not religious. Um, And so I pointed to the fact that we all need uh, routine, we all want ritual, structure, order, a moral code, all that sort of thing in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like we're geared to search for God and we're geared to search for something to worship or something to like devote our lives to. And if we put that devotion in the wrong place, it uh, doesn't satisfy us, doesn't work. Um, So that's why you should be religious, religious, religious. That's why you should be religious. Um, But then Mm -hmm. the next question was why be Christian? Um, And that, and uh, the answer I, put to the kids or the teens was pretty much because Christianity is the only religion that has God come down from heaven and become one of us. Um, 
And so, like, there is this man named Jesus who existed, and he made claims of divinity. And so if mm-hmm. you're going to pick a religion, you have to reckon with this guy. Um, and, like, is he who he says he is? Yeah. And if you accept that, like, he is who he says he is, then that kind of locks you in from the get-go. Mm. And it gives Christianity a weight and a power that no other religion has as well. Yep. Um, because, yeah, no other religion really has the divine in such close proximity to humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question was, uh, okay, you're going to be Christian, but like, why be Catholic? There's so many flavors of Christianity. Uh, why be Catholic? And the answer that I gave the kids was because the Catholic Church is the church that Christ founded. Uh, Christ founded mm. his church on a rock. You know, mm. on this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades won't prevail against it. But that rock wasn't like a rock rock. It was a guy called Simon who he bestows the name Peter. Or Peter, if you're reading it in Greek or Latin, or Kephas or Cephas, if you're reading it in Aramaic, I think. Yeah. Um, But both of those names translate to rock. And so I made a cheeky little joke about how Peter is the Dwayne Johnson of the Gospels because he is the rock. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then from from that rock, like we have this thing called apostolic succession where the authority that was given to Peter is handed down through the line of the popes and the bishops. Mm-hmm. And so that authority remains with the church to this day because there's this unbroken succession from Peter through all the popes. Nice. Uh, yes, that's why you should be Catholic. And then... Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was a lot better yesterday. Um, don't, don't, don't do it no, no, I mean, that, that was a pretty bang on summary, I think. Um, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, if you are more interested, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of resources online um, in regards to, uh, you know, <laughs> especially why to be Catholic, but, you know, a lot of the things that Charlie talked about, like apostolic succession mm, um, yeah. um, and especially about, say, Peter the Rock, yeah. the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You have a Catholic church. Uh, I think Ascension. Um, Ascension Media. Ascension's good. Yeah, Ascension Press. Yeah. They have a YouTube yeah, channel Press. and a website and blogs and podcasts and all of the things. Yeah. Uh, really Catholic good. Answers. Really yep. uh, the Catechism itself is also good. Yep. Um, who else? Uh, off the top of my head, I'm blanking. Can come back to it. Yeah, we can come back. But to those it. are like some general resources that are yeah. like pretty good for referencing. They're good to get started for sure. They're very, mm-hmm. very solid. Start ascension is really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thanks for hazing me, Dash. How dare you? In my no worries. In moment of weakness and pain, you just kick a man while he's down. All right, I'll give you some respite now. Um, thanks. Shall we, shall we go into our content for today? Which is, uh, I guess, we'll continue with our commandment series. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about the fifth commandment, uh, fairly straightforward that I'd like to think at least. Um, so the fifth commandment, um, is you shall not kill. Um, so I'm just getting off the exact phrasing from scripture now. Oh, it it is literally, uh, 
<laughs> Exodus 20, verse 10, you shall not kill. Fairly, fairly straightforward. Do not kill another man or woman. Oh, well, there you go. That, that's it. That's the episode. Bye, guys. <laughs> that's it. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. No. Um, also, sorry about that knock earlier. I was, like, moving my phone with my catechism, and I bumped the microphone. I didn't even notice it. Well, okay. That's good. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so thou shalt Pretty not kill. Good. Um, it's actually not. You have you read the catechism? Yeah, this is huge. <laughs> Again, it's not huge. Like I think it's less content than the other ones, isn't it? It took me thirty minutes to read. Maybe it's because I'm sick. There's a lot in here. Oh, uh, actually, no, yeah, there's a lot in here. I mean, a lot of it comes back to like, don't kill, but you know, here are different flavors of killing that you shouldn't do. Yeah, um, yeah. And here's one that like is okay because it's not because it's self defense. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, you know, you have to do it with the intention of defense and not murder. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, uh, go from the beginning, I guess, shall we? Because uh, yeah. last time I, I made us jump around the catechism a little bit. Sorry about that. That's fine. I mean, I, was, I also jumped around. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that yeah. one was a bit of a weird one in terms of, like, it's hard to, like, stay on a straight line, I guess. Mm, yep. Um, yeah. But, like, I guess the main thing about like this uh, commandment, you shall not kill, is that it comes back to the sanctity of human life, um, like mm-hmm. regardless of whichever way you look at it. Yep. yep. Uh, human life is sacred. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, paragraph 2258 sums that up pretty well. It says that human life is sacred uh, because from its beginning it involves the creative action of God and it remains forever in a special relationship with the creator, who is its sole end. God alone is the Lord of life from its beginning until its end. No one can, under any circumstance, claim for himself the right to directly destroy an innocent human being. Innocent being a very important word. Yep, yeah. That ties into questions about self-defense and war, especially. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, justice, like the criminal system. Um, yep. innocent is an important clarifier mm-hmm. um, in the sense that it's always wrong to kill an innocent human being, whereas, yep. whereas it isn't necessarily always wrong to kill someone who isn't innocent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, innocence means like, you know, innocent in the eyes of truth and not, you know, he stepped yeah. on my toe, so I shank him. That's not how this works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so the catechism itself, um, starts from the very beginning as well, quote, as close as it can get to the very beginning, um, mm. or it talks about the witness of sacred history. Yep. Um, so it goes all the way back to, it's all the way back to uh, Genesis, don't it? Genesis. Yeah. So the descendants of Adam and Eve, uh, not descendants, that they're kin, they're, they're children. Uh, so Abel and Cain, Cain and Abel you will yep um yeah so i'm assuming a lot of our uh, listeners would have heard the story of cain and abel um so they were the yeah spoiler children. abel dies man i was getting to that <laughs> you said they knew okay they, fair enough. They got, yeah, but, but what yeah. if someone didn't know well don't assume it you didn't <laughs> This kid. I, I was I was getting to that. I was explaining. All right, all right, okay. This guy. I don't have any patience because I'm sick. I can tell. <laughs> That's it. 
Um, yeah, but um, like I, I guess like innocence comes all the way, like the concept of innocence comes all the way back to that as well. Because um, in that story, um, so Cain and Abel, uh, to my knowledge, the story went that they're working out in the field. Um, uh, and, and... No, 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 wait, wait, wait. That's that's the middle of the story. So they, they work the field, right? They're different flavors they of work farms. The field. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think Abel is like the sheep guy and Cain is the vegetable boy. Yeah, Cain, Cain makes the vegetables. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it comes time to give a sacrifice to the Lord. And Abel brings the first firstlings of the flock, like the first kids, the first fruits mm-hmm. of his harvest, which is like yeah. the lambs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think it's quite specified what Cain gives, but like it's not the first fruits of the best fruits. It's just whatever. It's not the best of what he has, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's not about meat versus veg. It's about like Abel put his best and gave his best to the Lord and mm-hmm. Cain didn't. And so God yeah. accepts Abel's sacrifice and not Cain's. Yeah. And Cain gets mad and jealous about that. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and in his anger, he goes and uh, kills his brother. And so yeah, Abel exactly. is, so that's the first like murder recorded in the Bible. Yeah, yeah exactly. First murder, um, first bloodshed as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And interesting, the, like the catechism that talks about how like it reveals like this again is another consequence of original sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very important concept. So original sin. Um, so go, again, goes all the way back to Genesis um, when Adam and Eve uh, disobeyed God's um, first rule to them, which was do not eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge. Yep. Um, basically that gave them the knowledge of right and wrong, uh, which uh, God uh, essentially did not in. Yeah, you can't yeah, really no, say didn't intend humans to have. You're phrasing this very badly. Um, yeah, because they knew That's they good. knew right they and wrong to an extent. Um, they were True. they were to have the full knowledge on God's due time, is what True. Father Mike Schmitz says in Bible in a year. Um, yeah, but like the point is, and also you know Genesis being poetry and stuff is not fully literal as well, but. The point was that the sin in question wasn't that uh, forbidden knowledge or anything. It was disobedience mm. to God. Um, and it was that disobedience that ruptured the harmony with them and God and within themselves. And that rupture is what we carry to this day. And that's what's called original sin. Mm. That, that's right. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, like. The first yeah. sin of Adam and Eve is like the beginning of all sin. Yeah. And you can see it happen like pretty quickly. Not even like, I mean, how old would Cain and Abel have been? I don't know, 18 tops to be given sacrifices? Tops. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so like, it's the Bible. They could have been way younger for all we know. Yeah, every, everyone was younger back then. Yeah. Uh, well, everyone was younger and everyone was older. It was a weird time. In Genesis yeah, times. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I guess every sort of suffering, I guess, um, every sort of form of suffering goes back to that moment. Um, because when Adam and Eve basically they they broke uh, that instruction that God had given them, they were cast out from the Garden of Eden. Um, and that's sort of where like suffering to man had come into play because before that, 
um, like they they hadn't really known suffering in the Garden of Eden, like it didn't exist. Yeah, it's not because they were cast out that suffering became a thing, though. It's because of their sin. True. It's because True. of that rupture. Yeah. Within yeah. humanity, with like everything that mm. suffering entered the world. Um, and it was that rupture that leads to them getting kicked out of Eden because they've been ruptured from Eden, in a sense. Mm -hmm. That's how I'd understand it. I'm just stepping all over you, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're explaining it right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so where, where were we? So we were... Original sin makes suffering. people kill each other. Yeah, suffering, yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of going on a tangent, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it comes murder. Yeah, I mean, it comes. With, I was going to come back to it. Um, so, like, basically, that suffering is the reason that murder in itself exists as well, right? Because, um, like, the Catechism talks about how, um, like, the scripture, like that that verse of scripture where Cain um, uh, murders Abel, it reveals the presence of anger in man, which, like, anger and envy in man. So there's like. Mm evil emotions which are consequences of that original sin yeah 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 um and now man has become the enemy of his fellow man yep yeah 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 so you hate to see, you hate to see it but it really was all their fault <laughs> no, we we are responsible for our own actions um yeah despite our infirmity uh so, I mean, what does this mean for us? It means that we have the capacity to kill, and we all yeah. It's like it's really yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then from there, um, it goes into um the different, I guess, types uh or like possible scenarios for murder. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think we can sort of go in order through the catechism. Yep. I think it um, starts with the it starts with legitimate defense actually. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we mentioned earlier we mentioned earlier that like self defense is allowable, um, provided that your intent is to protect yourself and others and not, you know, mm -hmm. a flimsy excuse to murder someone. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, if like if you're if you're if an aggressor is attacking you, like you can defend yourself and you can strike back to incapacitate. Um, mm. And like if you are, say, a police officer and you, like, there is a point where you have a duty to use uh, force, sometimes lethal, uh, to protect the to protect civilians, to protect society. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. Not that there are exceptions to the rule, that's not the right word, but... Uh, yeah, true. Um, like, the legitimate... This. <laughs> that's right. So, like, it says that the legitimate defense of persons and society is not an exception to the prohibition of, against the murder of an innocent that constitutes intentional killing. So, basically, what that means is the act of self-defense, like, can have a double effect if you will, uh, like self-defense as well as protecting another's life. So it's, at the end of the day, it's for the preservation of one's own life. Um, or if you're defending someone, it's for the preservation of life. 
So respecting mm-hmm. that sanctity of life. Yep. Um, but like, you know, that most likely the intention is not to harm the aggressor regardless of their actions. Like yep. you'd want to incapacitate them, but you know, you, you wouldn't want to kill them ideally. Mm. Yep. Um, you know, if it so happens that you must, um, and it does happen, then I guess that isn't in breach of this commandment. Yep. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the old Batman debate, you know, like Batman. Batman yeah. Batman debate. Cause like, you know, how Batman doesn't kill. Ah, yeah. 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 There's like a case like, oh, you know, um, you really should just kill the Joker. Cause True. like, yeah. you know, locking him up clearly doesn't work and he always escapes. And I mean, that ties more into the death penalty than self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that same sort of principle of, uh, the intent is to protect the innocent. I've always found that debate very interesting. Hmm. So I like Batman Jason does... Todd. Who? Jason Todd. Okay. He's, one of, he's one of the Robins. Uh... Um, then, like, Joker kills him, quote-unquote. But, like, right. he doesn't actually die. He actually, like, just gets tortured by Joker for a long time. Okay. And so he gets mad and he becomes like a vigilante Batman but he doesn't adhere to the no killing rule and so he's sort of like a foil to Batman where like uh, they straight up have like ideological clashes about you know should the Joker be alive or not and it's interesting you know uh, yeah I don't know much about Batman lore yeah I don't know how I do I don't it's the <laughs> YouTube videos man yeah fair enough fair enough um, yeah. Uh, yeah, back, back on task. Uh, yeah, protect the so, innocent. Like, that's, that's the, that's the principle of, like, behind self-defense, behind the death penalty. Um, yeah. The church as a whole, though, actually is against the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Because the church, because unlike comic books, we don't actually have people like the Joker who can, uh, you know, bust out of prison on the drop of a dime mm. and go and mass murdering sprees every second Tuesday. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. we don't need... We don't really need the death penalty to protect society, to protect the innocents. Sure. And the guilty, despite their guilt, are still human and they still carry dignity. Yep. And so, like, with society the way it is now, uh, the death penalty... Uh, is too far, or like too much, like it's not required, and so True. it's uh, nowadays inadmissible. But it was different True. in the olden olden days. Yeah, yeah, which is why it's largely abolished around the world as well. I guess largely, I say, with the very liberally. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That that's in the catechism, like uh, yeah, yeah, paragraph two two six seven. Mm-hmm. I pretty much just summarized there. Yeah. And now we get to actual murder and all the different flavors of that. So mm. might take another break because I'm tired. Sorry. Yeah. No worries. Um, yeah. So then it goes into the next uh, segment, which uh, Charlie mentioned. So it's the different forms of murder. Uh, so the first one is intentional homicide. So this is the direct and intentional killing of another person. Um, and, uh, yeah, quite blatantly, um, it 
um, labels it as uh, gravely sinful. Uh, so the murderer and those who cooperate voluntarily in murder commit a sin that cries out to heaven for vengeance. Yep. Uh, yeah, so the Fifth Commandment basically forbids anything to do with the intention of directly bringing about a person's death. Um, so this also comes back to moral law as well, which prohibits exposing someone to mortal danger without grave reason, as well as refusing assistance to a person in danger. Um, yep. So, yeah, basically, I, I guess... Like it depends on the circumstances, but if you see someone in mortal danger, um, you, you would be considered obligated to help them. Um, yeah. Not, not at, you know, if it means that you are going to die if you help this person, then it's a little different. bit different. Yeah. The key word is refusing. Right. Right. Like yeah. Refu the word refusing suggests and implies that like you, you have tried a free choice to like do either or. Mm. Um, in a situation where like offering someone's offering someone help is going to get you in danger, you actually don't have that free choice. You can't refuse something you can't really offer. Mm. Um, yeah. So, like the example the catechism uses is uh, the acceptance of society as a whole to famines, like murderous famines. I think. It's been a while since we've had a murderous famine. I think the only one I can think of is the uh, the Hollow Domor, which was Ukraine, I think, or the or the uh, Irish potato famine in Ireland, which was like I think the English literally caused a famine in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Killed the Irish. Yeah. Um. That's yeah. Those like the murderous. Those those are what I come to. Those are what I think of when I hear murderous famines. Mm -hmm. Because there are there are like natural famines which we also have an obligation to render assistance to, um, yep. as like society at large. Yep. Um, what else does it say? Oh, and then it's, it talks about how those who, through their greed, uh, cause the hunger and the death of fellow human beings. So mm -hmm. like those who deprive others of food and drink and resources. Like yep. in in those cases, they like have full capability of saving these people's lives, Not and they refuse it. to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and then from there, um, so it goes into unintentional killing. Um, so uh, either by cause of accident, um, or you know, what well, what are the circumstances that may may be? Um, someone may die by the hands of another uh, unintentionally. Now, this isn't morally imputable. Um, so what that means is it, it, you wouldn't be obligated, like morally held morally or like by the sense of the Catholic Church held guilty for that murder, of, well, not for the murder, for um, the death of that person. Yep. Um, but uh, like you wouldn't be exonerated um, from that offense uh, unless there's good reason, like essentially, you know, um, you acted in a way. Uh, Charlie, help. How am I phrasing uh, I mean, what the catechism says is uh, you're not exonerated if you act in a way to bring about someone's death, regardless yeah. of your intent. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, you, if you're acting in a way to bring about someone's death without good reason, uh, you're guilty, right? And that's. Probably an easy example I can think of is stuff like drunk driving, negligent driving. Yeah. Like, you don't intend, nobody intends to kill someone when they drink drive. 
but they also don't have any good reason to be acting in this way that True. leads to someone's death. And so they're culpable, right? Yeah. Um, they might not be culpable of, like, murder in the strictest sense, but they are culpable of endangering someone's life without yeah. just cause. Yeah, spot on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess something that keeps coming up, and it'll come up, like, at the end, and it comes up in the Gospels, is this idea of intent. Mm. Um, like, a key part of this commandment is the intent to do harm. Um, and with this bit of the what we were just talking about, it's either the intent to do harm or the intent to... Uh, what's the word? Like, the intent to not bring harm to others. Yeah. Because, like, this, this sort of unintentional killing that you aren't exonerated from, you don't intend to do harm, but you also don't have adequate intent or action to prevent harm. True. Um, yeah. And then further on, there's, like, sins of intent, which is, you know, like, your anger, uh, your vindictiveness, you know, the internal sort of stuff, which is also offences against this commandment. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that later, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so the... Um, yeah, so that's basically sums up like intentional homicide. So that that is like related to direct and intentional killing of another human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then from there it goes into abortion. Um, so abortion um, is uh, basically from any point from the conception of a child in the womb uh, up until their birth. Um, I, I believe abortion can be considered anything uh, in like. In, in that period while the child is still in the room. Is that correct in uh, saying that? Th- these days, yes. Once upon yeah. a time, there was a point in like the late trimesters where it would just straight up be infanticide. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case in this economy. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least like in the, like the medical sense. Medical in air quotes, yes. Yeah. 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 Medical in air quotes, correct. Supposedly. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so basically, um, South 20, paragraph 2270, uh, so human life must be respected and protected absolutely from the moment of conception. From the first moment of his existence, a human being must be recognized as having the rights of the person, among which is the inviolable right of uh, the in- every innocent being's right to life. So again, coming back to that sanctity. Um, yeah, so from the moment that... Um, a child is conceived. Um, we Catholics believe them to have a soul. Yep. Uh, we believe them to already be human, uh, even uh, from mm-hmm. the fetal stage, which is why, yeah, basically abortion is not something that the Catholic Church um, can condone ever. Um, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, as we go on, uh, we'll go a little bit more in depth with that. So, uh, yeah, so then it talks a little bit about the history. Um, so since the first um, century, the church has affirmed the moral evil of every procured abortion. Um, mm-hmm. So this teaching hasn't changed ever, um, and it remains unchangeable. So direct abortion, that is to say, abortion um, that is willed either as an ends or an end or a means, is gravely contrary to moral law. Yep. Yeah. Um, so... 
basically anyone um, that is involved. Um, so anyone in formal cooperation um, in an abortion. So may that be medical staff um, or parents, uh, parents, yeah, either parent of the child or anyone that coerces um, or coerces, uh, otherwise forces. promotes. Yep. Yeah. So uh, all these people um, can uh, basically be held responsible um, if an abortion were to occur. Uh, and the church attaches a canonical penalty of excommunication against this crime of human life. Yep. Just a quick one. What is excommunication? So excommunication is basically, um, I'm going to look up the actual definition, but it's basically, I need to do that too. Uh, it's a penalty that, um, it's an institutional act uh, that basically deprives someone of uh, being like within the Catholic church, like the confines of the Catholic church. So um, like, what does it mean to be excommunicated? It basically means that um, they, like that person is excluded from like the communion of believers. Um, yep. They uh, are not permitted to receive the rights or the sacraments of the church mm -hmm. um, and any rights of the church and like any rights of church membership. Um, they basically, they, they lose all access to those. So they can't receive this, uh, they can't receive the sacraments. Um, yeah, that they're basically not allowed um, to be a part of any Catholic community. Yep. Which is, um, which is a... It's heavy. It's heavy, but yeah, it's... But like that is the punishment for crimes such as abortion. Yep. Uh, more so than punish... Hang on, there's just like a bit at the end of this paragraph about how this isn't, like, this excommunication isn't meant to be, like, an expulsion, an exile, so that you can never receive mercy. Mm. Um, what it is is, like, you know, what a judicial punishment is meant to be, is it's yeah. meant to, like you said, show the gravity of the crime. Yeah. Um, and to emphasize the harm that this does to the child, to the parents, and to the whole of society. Um. Mm. And so the nature of abortion and the nature of what it is is so grave that anyone who anyone who performs an abortion, I think what this... I could be reading this wrong. Joel isn't around, unfortunately, to read Latin for me. Um, but it says that anyone who procures a completed abortion incurs excommunication. Mm. Lette said... Tentia, late sententia. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Joel. Um, I don't know what that actually means, but it continues to clarify. Like by the very commission of the offense, since one hundred seventy-seven. Uh, oh no, it's a reference. Um, by the commission of the offense. So it's not or something, and they formally declare you excommunicated. It's just you do this thing. You have. Like you yourself have left the communion, left communion with the church. Mm. Um, so it's uh, pronounced uh, late sententiae, I believe. Um, and the Latin meaning of the word is of a broad judgment. Okay. Um, so uh, it basically means it is, um, so for example, excommunication, late sententiae 
is the canonical punishment for offences such as heresy, violation of the seal of confession, or procuring an abortion. Um, so all of these uh, uh, crimes basically uh, draw this punishment. Catholics mm-hmm. guilty of these offences are excommunicated automatically, even in cases where church authorities are unaware of their offence. Yeah. So basically, in the eyes of God. Mm. Yeah. 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 This is like, you know, mortal sin, but like an extra level. Because it's yeah. not just a spiritual rupture, it's straight up like a uh, so- social rupture. Yeah, yeah. Like um, it's preventing someone else um, from living out their godly... Basically preventing someone else from living out, living out their life. Yeah, well, yeah, you deny the child their life that they have a yeah. right to. Um, yeah. Regardless of the circumstances of their conception... Which, you know, to preempt some arguments that come up. Yeah. Um, you know, sons are not meant to be punished for the sins of their fathers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm too sick and odds anyway, not smart enough, even at my best, to like explain or defend this teaching in any detail beyond, you know, it is what it is. And abortion yeah. is a grave crime, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's pretty much everything that the catechism says. Um, like from conception uh, to the birth of the child, the embryo must be defended in its integrity, cared for, and healed as far as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to go into, like, for example, um, if the mother is sick, um, you know, uh, and at risk of health, um, if she were to have the child. Uh, yeah. Which I believe is still not viable cause for an abortion. Uh, correct. Yes, you cannot you cannot induce an abortion for therapeutic reasons. Like if the child were to die, um, in in the event of trying to save the mother, that's not an abortion. Like that's that's not considered. Yeah, killing, um, yeah. There is there is a the double effect, ex- yeah. quote unquote exemption. Um. But basically, first every of all, action... about intent and about what you're actually yeah. doing. Um, yeah, exactly. Abortion is like directly killing the child, mm-hmm. whereas a high, whereas like a low effectiveness procedure that's meant to save both mother and child, but can only save the mother nine times out of ten. That's unintentional killing. Yeah, that's different. Um, yeah, and then, like, finally, um, at the end of, uh, uh, yeah, so that section, so it talks about... Um, hang uh, on. The inward... Wait, were you going to talk about uh, society and law, or were you going to go on ahead? Society and law? Yeah, in relation to abortion. Oh, yeah. And, like, the responsibility of society. Uh, was... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because... So basically... Sorry. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, because like like we say, like we believe that the fetus, the child, the yeah, the fetus from the moment of conception is a full human being with inalienable rights and dignity. Society ought to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the moment a law deprives a category of human being, i.e., you know, in this instance, like fetus, the unborn. Uh, the moment civil society denies a category of people 
protections that they ought to, mm-hmm. then uh, the state is I'm trying to like summarize this instead of reading the whole thing. But um, uh, like, I think this sums it up pretty well. Um, so like the, the moment... state itself isn't acting in accord with moral law, and so the state, as an entity founded on law, like that idea is undermined, is what the catechism says. Mm. Um, and so, like the state has a responsibility to not be like a promoter and a cooperator in abortions, which is why Catholics kind of sort of have to be involved in politics because. Yeah. Like we said last episode, you know, the state ought to be for the people. And if the state isn't protecting people, then the state needs to change. Yeah, Luke? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, so basically, the, the, the moment, like, a positive law uh, deprives a category of human beings to protection, uh, which civil legislation ought to accord to them, so... Uh, abortion uh, basically is uh, one category of not allowing protection to a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anything like, uh, for example, the death penalty, I guess, would also fall under that. So that's depriving a human being of protection, um, which, um, mm-hmm. despite their crime, civil legislation is uh, uh, required to accord to them. The state is denying the equality of all before the law. Um, and then that means that when the state... Um, does not place its power at the service of the rights of each and every citizen, um, and in particular the most vulnerable. Uh, the foundations of the state, um, the state-based law, are now undermined. Um, yeah, and yeah, that basically the like that they sh- that that law should be opposed uh, by any Catholic citizens un- un- under that government structure. I guess. Yep. Hence, yeah. We need the diff- uh, the necessity to become involved in politics. Yep. And this is why uh, some of you will see debate on the internet about Catholic politicians who promote pro-abortion legislation. Mm. Uh, because in a way they fall under that cooperation with abortion, particularly because of their office. And so... You know, all that debate about, you know, we shouldn't give these people communion is because by their public action, they've formally excommunicated themselves. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, that's a, that's a can of worms that's outside of my pay grade. So we shall keep moving. Yep. Um, there's a little bit of talk to finish off the abortion section about... Uh, prenatal diagnosis and genetic screening and how like it just like summed that all up basically these things are okay um if they're purely for medicinal purposes and if they respect the life and dignity of the child but like we can't use them to like select the children that we want and don't want and kill the ones that aren't optimal because that's a form of eugenics and eugenics does it come up later? No. Um, eugenics is basically uh, selective breeding and selective murder to optimize uh, genetic combinations and outcomes. But this sort of selective killing is murder, right? That conception, it's a human. And so this sort of thing is unacceptable. 
basically altering like the natural course of life. Yeah. Speaking of, euthanasia is the next section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, uh, just going to kick into that. Um, so basically, euthanasia is, uh, so speaking about those uh, who's um, basically who are, like, their health is compromised, um, so that they're in a, uh, well, not necessarily, actually, I guess. I guess not. My, my health completely. is compromised. <laughs> okay, so let's go from the start. So 22, 26, so it talks about um, those whose lives are diminished and weakened, um, so basically those who whose health is compromised. Uh, it talks about the special respect that they deserve. Uh, so sick and handicapped persons should be helped to lead lives as normal as possible. Um, so basically anyone that is sick um, or, you know, any any type of handicap, we are morally obligated uh, to help them lead normal lives uh, by, mm-hmm. by the necessary means. Yep. Um, yeah, so direct uh, euthanasia basically consists in putting an end to the life of these people. So those who are handicapped, sick, uh, or otherwise dying, um, it's, it's essentially morally unacceptable to end the life of these people. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the key is that, you know, even if they're sick, even if they're dying, even if they're in pain, they are still people. And um, we cannot kill people, especially not innocents. Um, yeah, they still have the like they still have human dignity. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's a murder, essentially. In, innocent or not, we cannot intend the death of another. That's not negotiable. Um, and that includes uh, not just like direct acts of like you know lethal injection, but also uh, omissions of acts like withholding food. From a patient. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, taking them off life support. It's another one. To an extent. I was going to get to that exception, quote-unquote, because there is a point where treatment becomes futile. Mm. And at that point, you can end treatment. Uh, and paragraph 2278 talks about this. Um where it says, discontinuing medical procedures that are burdensome, dangerous, extraordinary, or disproportionate to the expected outcome can be legitimate. It is the refusal of overzealous treatment. Here one does not will to cause death, only that we accept one's inability to impede death. The decisions should be made by the patient if they're competent, or if not, by those legally entitled to act for the patient, whose reasonable will and legitimate interests must always be considered and respected. Um, this is where, like, euthanasia people would be like, what's the difference? Uh, I'm not a doctor, so I can't speak into it too much. Maybe we should get Webberman on one day. He's a doctor. He gave, he gave a talk on this topic, I remember, a few years, years back. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good talk. Yeah, shout out Weberman for the third time. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, I'm not enough of a doctor to know like exactly the point when medical intervention becomes futile. 
but like it's at that point where intervention is futile and it doesn't do anything for anyone anymore um and that's different to throwing in the towel because you don't want to take care of someone and just injecting them with cyanide and having them die i don't know if it's cyanide whatever it is um because this this like exemption to the rule quote unquote only takes effect when there's absolutely nothing more that can be done and that's like the key right mm-hmm. most most euthanasias these days and like increasingly so as the restrictions get lifted they don't take place when there's absolutely nothing more to be done um they tend to just be like ah you're gonna die in a few years well screw living for those few years like just die now who who cares um denying the fact that those last few years or months or days have dignity still and ought to be lived to their fullest whatever that may look like Yeah, um, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and that um, goes into like uh, medical procedures um, that are like like really dangerous as well. Like that's I guess another uh, another aspect of that. Um, so like the catechism talks about discontinuing medical procedures that are burdensome, uh, dangerous, um, extraordinary, or disproportionate to the expected outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, like uh, like uh, procedures that are like super risky, um, like uh, that. Um, you know, uh, uh, have a high rate of failure. Like they, they are still deemed necessary because they can uh, basically, you know, that they they improve the the quality of life for this person. They they allow them to continue to live their lives normally. And yeah, but basically, it, it you you cannot refuse this kind of treatment. It, it's it Wait, would be no. immoral to do so. Dash, you misread it. It says discontinuing these procedures can be legitimate. Um, so oh, yeah. right. it, yeah. it's, it is wrong to refuse like ordinary routine treatments that will improve quality of life. Um, it is less wrong to refuse a high-risk treatment because that's a coin toss. You might improve your quality of life, but it's so high-risk it might do nothing. It might worsen your quality of life. It might end your life. You don't, you don't have to take those sorts of gambles. Um, with choices like that, uh, the morality is a bit more, a bit more gray, a bit more open-ended. Um, particularly if the patient in question is incapacitated and it's like the next of kin making that decision. That's even more gray. Um, it's it's hard to talk about this because of how normal euthanasia is these days. Like, it sounds like the same thing, but it isn't. Um, True. Because, you know, the euthanasia campaign has campaigned for it as the same thing. But it's called assisted suicide for a reason. Mm. Um, spoilers for the next section that we're going to talk about suicide. Suicide is always wrong. It is always wrong to hasten your own demise. You know, I mentioned this in the in my monologue a couple episodes ago. 
um, especially for Catholics, right? Like this pilgrimage is our full life lived to its fullest. So we ought not to do anything that will bring our own demise. We ought not to hasten our own demise. The time of our life and the time of our death, uh, we leave in the hands of God and in the hands of those that God has entrusted to provide for those sorts of things, like doctors and what have you. Good doctors, not, you know. Anyway. Um, the point I'm trying to make is there is a difference between, like, the natural death and an assisted, quote-unquote, death. And mm. you can't avoid the natural death, and you shouldn't, you know? There's a point where you have to stop fighting the natural death, but you can never, ever bring the assisted death upon yourself. That too is non-negotiable because you yourself are a human with dignity and you need to respect your own dignity. Yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, 2279 finishes it off by saying that even if death is thought imminent, the ordinary care owed to a sick person cannot be legitimately interrupted. Wait, 2279's euthanasia? Correct, yeah. We're still talking about euthanasia. Oh, I thought you were talking about suicide. No, no, I said we'll, we'll, talk, to, we'll talk more about suicide later, but like, there's the overlap, you know? Because it's assisted suicide, yeah. though, you know? What a terrible phrase. You can see why Matt friends all about going for the other extreme of using hyper-sorted language to talk about these things. Yeah, yeah. By the way, can you hear me well, Dash? I'm, like, mumbling. Yeah, no, I can hear you. Okay, I'm just worried it'll turn up weird on the final product. No, no, I can hear you pretty good. Pretty good. Cool. Okay. No worries. I can always just volume corrected in Audacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, this is a real depresso. Also, we've burned an hour almost. Yeah, what are we at now? We're at 8.50, but we, we still haven't gotten to, like, anything to do with the dignity of the person in the abstract sense. Yeah, I think we need to go a bit faster. Yeah, we've got a time. lot. Of <laughs> no, it's not. We've only been gone for 38 minutes. We started at 7.51. It's 8.51. Dang. Are we going to have to split this into a twofer? Yeah, we might have to split this into a twofer. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll we'll finish up suicide and then we'll do the rest in a few in next episode or a future episode. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. You want to get started on that dash? Yeah. Um. So suicide is basically, um, as Charlie mentioned earlier, so it's the hastening um, of ending one's life. So that that comes in many different forms. Um. It's it's actually quite depressing to think about <laughs> how many ways that like there are to do so, um, but the, the gist of it is that everyone is responsible for his own life before God, who has given it to him. It's God who remains the sovereign master of life, and we are obliged to accept life gratefully and preserve it for His honor and the salvation of our souls. Uh, so what that means is by uh, like ending our lives, we're basically we're stopping ourselves from truly receiving the salvation that god has intended for us yeah you know but like 
like say you were the worst person in the world right you mm-hmm. still have a chance to redeem yourself like there's no there's no there's nothing that can come of ending your life but you still have years of your life where you can first of all um you know confess uh, re- repent uh, receive the sacraments yep. uh, and then you can start you know leading a life of um yeah a, a better life and there's multiple occasions of this kind of thing happening yeah people, um, yeah basically like you know they're, they're leading the worst lives like imaginable sometimes and they just make complete turnarounds mm. uh blessed bartolo longo i think that's his name this is a good example mm-hmm. um straight mm-hmm. up was a satanist and he turned his life around in like a complete 180 became catholic became holy mm-hmm. and is now a blessed um so like yeah, yeah like that's was saying like don't don't despair don't give yeah. up um it's i mean it's the sin of judas really yeah exactly more so than the betrayal like his ultimate final sin was despair um he, yeah like despite his sins judas still could have brought himself back to the right path mm. um yeah but yeah um, so yeah just a just Sorry. a note before we finish up because of what because of suicide and what it is right um hopefully no one who's listening uh has lost a loved one to suicide but if you have the catechism has a cold kind of reassurance right um talks about how grave psychological disturbance anguish or grave fear of hardship suffering or torture can diminish responsibility and paragraph 2283 talk tells us that we should not despair of the eternal salvation of their souls those people who have committed suicide that we know and loved uh because by ways known to god alone god can provide opportunities for repentance outside of the ordinary means mm-hmm. and so you know for those of us who have loved ones who have taken their own lives pray for them pray for their souls um yeah. we can't pray for judas because we know that his despair was final in a sense i think i could be wrong about that but you know maybe something we can come back to in part two what judas yeah there's maybe but there's so much other stuff to get to in part two so i'll finish this up and then we'll do prayer intentions um yeah no, as i was saying um yeah pray if you if you know someone who committed suicide like pray for their souls pray for their soul um if you have been in that place where you've considered or attempted um i'm glad you're here it's good that you're here um i don't want any of what i said to like make you feel ashamed or like i don't what i need to hear like no just it's good you're here i'm glad you didn't follow through if you're listening and you were in that place um yeah that that's all from me that's all yeah yeah 
yeah I, I mean yeah like again like 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 charlie was talking about before like despite everything like no matter what decision you can make um you know un- unless it's like one of the ones that we've just talked about in this episode there is always the possibility of coming back and you know turning your life boy even these ones like even even the murderers even the abortionists sure can come back um there is the lord does not delight in the death of the wicked he he wants conversion because he wants he wants you right he wants you to come back to him and he wants to be in relationship with you and love you and look after you you know um and, you know these these sins are grave and these sins put a massive wedge between you and the lord but that massive gulf was bridged by the lord's own death on the cross so uh repent and believe the good news is the simple answer yeah And on that note, we're out of time, definitely for sure. Um, so we'll do the rest of it uh, next time. So for now, uh, prayer intentions. Yeah. Uh, prayer intentions. I normally like to go by topic, but this is such a broad topic. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, we first of all, we pray for those um, that have passed on. Um, you know, that they have found their final resting place. Uh, what we want, we, we ideally want everyone to, you know, we, we can't, we'll wish, we'll wish we're ill of anyone. So we mm. pray that ideally everyone reaches God, you know, when their life has ended. Mm. Um, but also we pray for those, um, you know, that have been victims um, to like the, the crimes and everything we talked about, like the, the sins that we've talked about. Mm. Um, in today's episode victims in the sense that not only the ones you know that that were on you know that those those that lost their lives but also those people that you know felt the need to commit these sins that you know like we're talking about at the end of the episode that they're able to repent um and and amend their ways um Mm. find the good news um, and eventually come back to god yeah yeah uh yeah Uh, how about you charlie for intentions yeah um Bog standard, first of all, pray for an end to the conflicts in mm. Ukraine, Russia, Israel, Palestine, and everywhere else. Quite um, this episode, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, and next week's, or next part mm. of this, talks more about war specifically. Um, but yeah, there's that, and I mean, going off from just a while, like, just before, like pray for, pray for the souls of those who have committed suicide. Um, pray that, pray that the Lord was able to reach them in their last yeah. moments. Yeah, and save them. Really, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a downer of an episode. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we we had to do it. Yeah, it's done. it comes with the territory. Um, yeah. so yeah, hopefully it wasn't too rough for you guys. Um, if Anything that we've been talking about uh, raises, you know, like, like, 
I know we make jokes about trigger warnings and stuff, but like this is genuinely triggering stuff, right? If you're having a bad time, uh, reach out to someone, anyone. Heck, reach out to us. Um, we're not qualified therapists or anything, but uh, well, they'll they'll listen at least. Um, yeah, we'll you know, that. yeah, and get you know, find the mental health professionals you need. We we like. Uh, I can't make any promises, right? Um, but I care for you, and I hope that if you are going through it, that you're able to get the support you need. And if nothing else, like an ear to hear you out. Um, but yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope to see you in the next one. God bless. God bless, guys. Good. See ya.